<laughs> we're back. We are back. Finally. Um, we were gone. We kind of went MIA. <laughs> for like a month. But it was the end of the quarter and finals. Yeah. And like figuring out spring break, spring break plans and everything. So we yeah. were just really busy. But we're back. But we're back. We're back even better than ever. Yeah. Nothing really happened <laughs> while really. we were gone. We just ended the quarter. Yeah, we had school. We yeah. had extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. What are you at? You're in Bruin Burlesque. Mm-hmm. Your VP new member experience. Yeah. What else do you do? You work part-time. Yes. I work at Anderson. What else do you like do? I talked about. Um, I have my Bear Paw and my Izzy and Riley brand ambassadorships. Yeah. Potentially going to be a GoPuff ambassador. We'll see oh, yeah. tomorrow. And I'm also um, the VP of Health Equity Circle at UCLA. Oh, I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. We um, haven't really done much because we just, like, took over because the other president, like, left last quarter. Uh-huh. So it's now it's, like, the new president VP. So we're, like, meeting soon to, like, finalize events for spring, which I'm excited about. Yeah, and then I'm I have my classes. I work mm-hmm. part-time at the Career Center doing social media, yes. and then I also do social media for the Office of the President in USAC, which is UCLA's student government. What else do I do? I'm director of senior experience yes. in our sorority. We're busy, busy gals. That's what we've been doing, basically. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what we've been doing. And then we also have this podcast. Yes! Um, so that's where we've been. No particular reason. It just kind of fell by the wayside. But now we're back. I think we talked about in the last episode that I was like starting to get interested in law. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have been pursuing that further. I've been speaking to a lot of lawyers and conducting informational interviews, which if you don't do that already, definitely do that. Utilize yeah. your network. Reach out to people on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn, just say, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Yeah, like hey, I'm really interested in your career. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have 20 minutes to just talk about like your experience and your journey? And most people I've found have been like really, really willing to help me. And, you know, even if you don't know anyone in particular, like do you know anybody who's actually a psychologist already? No, I don't actually. Yeah. So. so just like reach out to people on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, if you like UCLA alumni are so willing yeah. to help. That's like a great thing. Which about. is yeah, for sure. Which is kind of like what I did, like when I got my uh, legal assistant job. Yeah. Which I don't know if I've like talked about it, but I wanted to go into law, like coming into college. I didn't know that. And then I actually worked at a law firm, and I hated it. And then yeah. I decided, no. <laughs> <laughs> like in my hometown, we there's like a law firm. Yeah. There was two, um, but one of the guys like passed away, and they're like figuring out what to do with his business. Oh. Yeah, and um, the other one, a guy that graduated with me, like in my graduating class, his sister worked at this law firm. Yeah. And she was moving to like a different company, so there was like a open position. Yeah. And like no experience needed. It was just like clerical stuff, and like yeah, um, people knew that I wanted to go into law, so they were like, hey, like this is something you, like, might be interested in and, like, just making those connections. Because, like, if I wouldn't have, like, had that experience, like, working at a law firm and realizing, like, I don't like doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. Or at least not, like, that specific type. Like, doing property law? No. No. (laughs) Because I literally spent, like, a week figuring out who owned this two feet of land. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. It's always, like, dumb little things like that. And also, my boss was just an asshole. And, like, having good relationships with your employers and, like, coworkers is, like, really important. Which is why I was, like, I'm not going to – because my boss – like, the first summer that I worked there, I worked there the summer before I came to UCLA. So, like, the summer before my freshman year. Yeah. And that was fine. Like, uh, we were still, like, getting to know each other. I don't know if he was, like, under, like, high stress or something. But, like, the summer, like, I came back, he was just super, like, I don't know, like, the word I'm, like, trying <laughs> to go for. But, like, super, like, nitpicky and, like, oh. I need it. Because, like, I have no experience in the law at all. Yeah. So, I was just, like... Because I would be, like, drafting deeds, like, yeah, editing, like, these, like, important legal documents, like, drafting people's wills, like, yeah, all of this stuff. And, like, obviously, you need to do that, like, a lot and, like, work with these, like, forms in order to know, like, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And he just was not, like, um, he probably shouldn't have hired someone who was that entry And that's what I was, like, telling him willing to was, like, you. if he needs someone that's going to be, like, on the ball 24-7, get everything right all the time, he needs to hire someone yeah and like if he were to hire me because he knew like I was 17 when he hired me yeah like I was the youngest person that worked at the law firm he knew I had no experience and he just wasn't willing to like train me like train me or like yeah. guide me Mentor through this yeah. so I was just like I'm not gonna put up with it anymore yeah so like it's so stressful being in that environment moral of the story <laughs> sorry I always do this it's okay moral of the story um stick up for yourself like dabble in different like career paths and environments to figure out what you actually want to do well what i was originally (laughs) saying was utilize your network yeah and even if you don't know somebody like i'm interested in law i do happen to know lawyers Mm -hmm. but if you don't like you probably know somebody who knows somebody or you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody so like just be willing to reach out and ask and like don't impose obviously but just reach out and see like hey do you know anybody in the legal fields you know and yeah like, can you put me in touch with somebody um, people always say like it's not what you know it's who you know which is like really really true yeah and I'm an introvert I don't like talking to people but mm-hmm. I've been really interested in this and I've just kind of thrown myself yeah. into it and it's been really really cool to talk to people and, and start networking like I'm I'm networking Mm-hmm. without even meaning to really because yeah. I'm just I'm just interested in like talking to people and I, I actually want to start another podcast where I talk to lawyers and this is you know like a future project I'm not doing it now but mm-hmm. just because it's so cool to like talk to people about what they do yeah like you were saying you know talk to people in the industry if you don't know people reach out to them on LinkedIn reach out to them through your alumni networks because even like after I got hired he was like He's like eighty something, so he's yeah, and he's a lawyer. So That's one he has thing. a he has a fuckload of money. <laughs> like when I came back, he was like, "Oh, like if you wanted to like take like legal courses to like learn more about like what you're actually doing, like I'd be willing to pay for it." And see, it's so weird that he's like willing to mentor you in that way, but not yeah, it not was just in, like, like a personal way. But like, find like, people who are willing to help you, basically. yeah, and and don't be afraid to ask. Because, you know, the worst thing they can do is say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if they do, like, they probably can direct you to some resources or direct you to a website or they can put you in touch with somebody. Like, mm-hmm. just ask. Because, you know, like, in the position that we're in where, you know, maybe you didn't go to college or, you know, you're still in college and you're just starting out and you don't really know 
what you want to do and you, yeah. you you know it's it's very scary so even my high school like guidance counselor like just taking advantage of people that like are willing people you, you like, already know people you already know like that she you, yeah you like know I told her like hey I like potentially like because I either wanted to be like a parole officer or I wanted oh to be a lawyer God, why because I wanted to like not rehabilitate people but like guide people through like um their struggles and just like help get them on the right path and I was like I potentially like am interested in this and she was like able to like get me like a day of like shadowing shadowing at like my uh, like the courthouse and like my hometown yeah which was really cool and I got to sit in on like uh like sentencing and like um chips cases which are like child um like kind of like child in child endangerment or like custody like yeah. hearings and stuff so just like seeing like stuff like that it was really cool and like able to because like now I know more people like yeah at that like specific place and like if I were to be home and like want to go back and like learn more like I have those people yeah so even if you're an introvert and you don't want to talk to people if it's something that you're interested in and, like, something that you're potentially considering doing for the rest of your life. It's really beneficial. I really, really encourage yeah. talking to people about it. And if you're interested in it, it's not, like, a burden. It's, yeah. It's, like, you know, you want to talk to people about it because mm-hmm. you're interested and you're asking questions and you're following up. Um, Close mouth, so, don't get fed. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said so about this. I really <laughs> encourage that if you're, you know – kind of at the same place that we are at in you know just starting out our careers and still kind of Mm -hmm. figuring out what we want to do yeah um and then that was actually how I started volunteering at the law firm that I'm Mm -hmm. currently volunteering at is Emmy I told Emmy that I was interested in law and Emmy put it put me in touch with her other friend who's also named Mia Mm -hmm. who is interested in law and she volunteered or she interned, I think, at a law firm, and then she told me about that law firm and that sh- that um, lawyer that was like really interested in like mentoring people and, and having people come volunteer there. Mm-hmm. So that was how I got that all sorted out. Um, but you know, it's it's hard to like cold email people. So if possible, try to utilize those connections. Yeah, and have some like I mentioned, like oh, this person referred me. This person that you already know referred me to you. Yeah. Or, like, you know, really stress the fact that you both went to UCLA or, like, something like that. Some sort of connection or, like, look at their LinkedIn and, like, oh, I see that you worked in human rights law. I'm really interested in human rights law. I'm taking a class about it right now. And I'm, you know, just something to kind of, like, make it more personal and less cold. Yeah. Um, But just something like that where you can like foster those connections and, mm-hmm. and you know start networking because networking we'll talk about this a little later on but I just came out of a three-day career workshop thing mm-hmm. and that was like one of the big big takeaways is that networking is the way to go that yeah how you are going to get your jobs it's how pretty much everything happens in this world because we humans are social creatures and yeah. for better or worse you know that's just kind of how things work so even if you're introverted like I am, I still – I feel like I've really come into my own recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, you know, found myself in college, you know, like at home. 
I went to community college as a commuter student, so I didn't really spend a whole lot of time at school, and I was, like, working part-time quite a lot, like, up to, like, 20 hours a week, like, Mm -hmm. about, like, half of my time was spent working and not at school, and then during COVID, um, so it's really only this year that I've, like, actually moved to LA and moved close to campus and joined a sorority and really been like socializing with people a lot more yeah and even as an only child and even as an introvert I'm really like coming into my own and really enjoying making those connections and talking to people so if you're like me I still really recommend just kind of testing it out and getting out of your comfort zone and Mm -hmm. trying to you know kind of come out of your shell because you might find that it's actually not as bad as you think and that you actually like it and you enjoy it as long as you know you give yourself some time to like recuperate afterwards um so that was like the main big thing that I kind of have been doing is just like informational interviews and volunteering and I'm I'm still interested in law I think I'm I'm talking yeah you know I'm I've talked to a lot of people at this point I think I've had informational interviews with like 19 people okay um not all lawyers but I've like taken away some really important information from each of those conversations and you know I've just been talking to professors talking to my TAs talking to my family members talking to people that they put me in contact with talking to people through LinkedIn um and it's been really really helpful so yeah just literally anything in your life like I'm I just took a again for the career workshop thing I took a strengths assessment and one of my strengths is input which means that I like gathering information yeah um so I really see this in myself right now that I'm just like researching 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 yeah um but I really encourage you to do that if there's anything that you're interested in it doesn't have to be like professional career but if there's anything that you're interested in try to get as much information on it as possible and like talk to people about it because that's what I've been doing, and it's been really helpful. Yeah. Um, do you have to go? Um, I will be right back. We're going to take a small break so I can go <laughs> switch my laundry. And- All right. We're back. <laughs> we are. Um, okay. So then we had spring break last yes. week. Um, Candace went to Minnesota. I did. Um, I flew back on Friday morning, and I was there until Tuesday morning. And it was a lot of fun. I just went home and hung out, and we got a new puppy. Oh, yeah, because her dog passed away, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. But we have um, our new puppy. Her name is Arrow. She's a coonhound and healer mix. It's like a hunting dog. Oh, right. We have this conversation in the group chat. (laughs) So... (laughs) Very excited about that. Because your um, stepdad wants a dog that he can take hunting. Yes. <laughs> That's so Minnesota. <laughs> and then I came back and um, I stayed with my big Natalie. And we just hung out around Bellflower. Did some. You got your nails done. Yeah, we got our nails done. Uh, we went to a cafe. Yeah. And then. We went to Universal Studios with our friend Denise, which was a ton of fun. I've been since the beginning of 2020. And... Are people, like, wearing their masks there? At Universal? Yeah. Not really. Yeah. It was, like, half and half. Yeah, because now, I think, you don't even have to wear them inside, right? Mm -mm. Yeah. But, like, have you seen all this stuff about the new variant? Mm Mm-mm. 
Oh, there's like a new variant. So it's like, it's like Omicron, but it's even more transmissive, but it's like even milder. Mm. So like, there's, you know, a lot of rhetoric about like, is there going to be a new wave? And like, blah, blah, blah. You know how like every time it kind of slows down, people are starting to talk about that. So yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel for people who are immunocompromised because I feel like this pandemic has really brought out like the selfishness in people I feel like where people just are mostly making their decisions based on themselves and what they want and it Mm -hmm. makes it really difficult for immunocompromised people who maybe aren't able to get vaccinated or whatever and don't feel safe going out and leaving their house yeah and so it just puts them in this really bad position where you know, everyone around them obviously doesn't want to stay home either. But if yeah. you don't feel safe going out, you're kind of forcing them to stay home in the way that you don't want to. Yeah. Because you're like refusing to get vaccinated, refusing to wear your mask, refusing to social distance and do like all those safe things. Yeah. So like I hope at this point that people are vaccinated enough yeah. and like being safer where you know, the vast majority of people, including immunocompromised people, are able to kind of return to normal life. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like that's a big thing that we've, like, taken away from this experience is, like, unfortunately, a lot of people just really aren't willing to make sacrifices for, like, other people that they don't know. And then, like, by the time it affects somebody that you do know, god forbid it's like too late you know yeah so I don't know that's just like something that I've noticed and like hopefully you know I am obviously really privileged and that I don't have any like serious medical conditions I'm young and you know if I did get COVID I it probably wouldn't affect me that much yeah um so I feel pretty safe like going back to normal and I think most people that we know feel pretty safe kind of approaching normal life again but yeah I just hope that it like sticks this time and that yeah. and that it doesn't because so many people died is the thing and like so many people were so severely affected by COVID and like developed long COVID and lost their sense of taste and had their health like permanently affected and like hundreds of thousands of people died of this disease mm-hmm. and instead of like taking you know obviously we took precautions but instead of like doing everything we could unfortunately like a lot of the time we just kind of adapted to COVID instead of doing what we could to prevent it yeah and so many people you know unfortunately like people who were especially vulnerable who were like older had pre-existing medical conditions or didn't have access to like the kinds of resources that other people did like died (laughs) because of this um so I don't know like I'm kind of disappointed in humanity coming out of the pandemic I don't know yeah Yeah. I don't know it's a hard like I don't know it's yeah we haven't really experienced anything to this extent yeah so it's just hard to get everyone on the same page yeah but it's like figure out yeah what's what's right yeah but it feels like like do you think this is it and like we're just 
like COVID isn't a thing anymore. I know. <laughs> I kind of, I think it'll always kind of be there. Yeah. But like, hopefully, you know, that's what people are kind of saying back when Omicron first kind of showed up mm-hmm. is like, this was how, I forget which plague, but like some other, you know, big epidemic uh, like the, ended. Uh, yeah, I think it was like the flu. Yeah, where it's like, it it got milder and, and, and more milder transitive and to yeah. the point where like everybody got it. And then, like, or, or, you know, now with vaccines, everyone either got it or was vaccinated. And so it just kind of, like, wasn't a big deal anymore mm-hmm. because everybody developed some sort of immunity. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously it, it continues to, like, what's it called? Not b- variant, but, like, it evolved. Mute- That's oh, the yeah. yeah. Mutate, evolve. So hopefully, you know, our immune systems can, like, yeah. keep up with that. I think it'll be fine. I... Yeah. Science. <laughs> yeah. Um I think everything will be okay. Yeah, I hope so. I just I don't know. Like looking back on what has happened, I'm really disappointed. And then looking forward, I'm, you know, hopeful that we can like kind of return to yeah. a normal life again two years after we thought it would be like two weeks yeah. at the big be- in the beginning. Yeah. Anyways, that's <laughs> COVID. Like, we're in person again. Yeah. Um, so I, I transferred to UCLA in 2020, and we were online, like, that entire year, the 2020 to 2021 school year. Yeah. And then fall was hybrid. Yeah. Fall and then hybrid. winter was pretty much online. Winter was, like, hybrid. Um, yeah. I I kind of did hybrid like I I had my discussions in person and I went to some in person lectures. Yeah. Um and you know some people were fine with in person some people kind of still tried to take as many online classes as possible. And then now we're like all in person? Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, mass mandates going to be lifted. Lifted soon. Yeah, even indoors um we are pretty much all vaccinated and boosted. Mm-hmm. Everyone at UCLA is required to. I don't really know how strictly they're enforcing that. Like if they're, yeah. you know, putting people's like Well, I know like pool. when I like it sent me an email saying like you have an unsatisfied like yeah, thing like upload your proof of vaccination. But do they like restrict you from enrolling in classes or anything? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Because I remember last quarter, there like there were people who weren't vaccinated, and they just they kind of like weren't really yeah doing much about it. So I don't I don't know like how strictly they're enforcing that. I think we're are we still required to test once a week? No, no, I don't think so. Okay, yeah. So basically, everything's just kind of going back to normal, and like they're dropping a lot of the restrictions because mm-hmm. like because we're all vaccinated. Um, but you know, like your um immunity has been shown to like lower over time and so yeah. they, you, we might have to get like another booster mm-hmm. depending how things go but yeah everything's pretty much like going back to normal again which is yeah kind of weird um we just had chapter for our sorority and I was the only one wearing a mask in the whole room I think I just like I just didn't know like if we were able to not wear them anymore mm-hmm um but that's kind of like where things are at now where everything's just kind of like going back to normal and I'm a little bit I'm like hesitant I'm like you know is this for real like yeah is is this gonna stick this time um but 
yeah, that's where we are in the pandemic right now. Yes. Um, I went back to the Bay Area for spring break because I got kicked out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I kind of would have preferred to stay here, but I was not able to, so I had to go to the only other place I was able (laughs) to stay, which was at home. Um, so I was there and I was just like studying for the GRE because I, oh, that's another development. Oh yeah. Is, I think I've changed my mind now, but I'm like already in the application process. So I'm just going to finish out this one and then just like not apply it anymore. But I am applying to a deferred business school program basically because for business school, they want you to have, like, two to five years of work experience. So this program is called the Kellogg Future Leaders Program at Northwestern. Basically, you apply either, like, while you're still in your senior year of college or, like, really soon after graduating. Mm-hmm. Um, and you defer for, like, two to five years. And then you go back to business school oh. two to five years later. So I think I've decided I don't want to do business school anymore, but I'm just like already applying. So I'm just going to finish it out. Um, And I have to take the GRE for that. So I had to like rush and take it within a month, like with less than a month of studying and I'm taking it on Friday. So we will see how that goes. (laughs) Um, I'm not expecting anything too crazy, but we're just, we're doing it. So we're just going to do it and see what happens. Um, But yeah, so I was just like studying for the GRE. I was applying to jobs because I'm graduating and I need a job. And I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do for a while. I wanted to apply to marketing jobs and Mm -hmm. I have marketing experience. And when I applied to a marketing job, I got an interview like really quickly, but they were hiring right away and I don't graduate until June. So I didn't get that position, but um. I wanted to apply to marketing jobs for a while, but now I've kind of pivoted and I'm looking at more like legal assistant, like paralegal jobs Mm -hmm. and nonprofit work because some advice I got was to figure out why I would want to go to law school and kind of spend the next couple years like working in nonprofits and working around people that are like making change and, and, you know, figure out why I would want to go to law school. Yeah. Um, So I've had a bit of a harder time (laughs) getting jobs in that area um Mm -hmm. so we will see but I am looking for a job so if if you know somebody let me know um and then yeah so I came back on Thursday and I stayed at my cousin's house I was lucky enough to have somewhere to stay um and I did a three-day career ready boot camp is what it's called through the UCLA Career Center at UCLA, and it was really, really great. Um, We had, like, some keynote speakers. We had Vice Chancellor Monroe Gordon come and speak. We had um, Seppi, who I think is Assistant Vice Chancellor of Student Life or something like that. Um, So we had, like, some people from admin come and speak, basically, and give, like, keynote addresses and a couple alumni um the career center staff who I'm lucky enough to work with because I work at the career center and they're all amazing people who are so like willing to help and very Mm -hmm. knowledgeable um so they gave some really great presentations um I feel like the ones that I got the most out of were like our personal branding um presentation I was just kind of talking about like how to I think it's 
your accomplishments, your identity, your values, and your aspirations, and kind of, like, incorporate that all into your elevator pitch, which is, like, a 30-second, like, you know, the, the, where the name comes from is, like, you're in an elevator with, like, somebody really cool, and you're, like, oh, like, I, I really admire this person, I would love to work with them, and you just, like, sell yourself right there, like, in 30 seconds, like, yeah, hi, I'm Mia, I'm an anthropology major at UCLA, um, I'm interested in law, specifically public interest, human rights, civil rights law, like, just mm-hmm. kind of, like, incorporating all of that into your pitch. Um, we also took a strengths assessment, like I said, um, which is the Gallup Clifton Strengths assessment if you're interested and it was really really informative um so I really recommend it and my top five are restorative which is problem solving which is good for being a lawyer but I don't I don't think it's like fits me <laughs> like I think it's more of kind of like an objective like outside view of you because mm-hmm. that's not how I would describe myself but yeah now that I have that information, I can kind of see how it applies to me a bit more. But I'm just like, how is that my number one strength? Because like <laughs> I don't, I don't see myself that way. Yeah. Um. But restorative and then input, like I was talking about earlier, is like gathering information, gathering things too. So like I always have like my water bottle, my jacket, my notebook, my like I have like everything I could possibly need. Yeah. Just in case I need it. <laughs> Um, so that one is like very me, um, futuristic, which is like, you know, being like future oriented and like wanting to make a change and like thinking about like what's going to happen in the future. I think my anxiety like is, it kind of shows up in that one. Um, and then harmony. So I, I don't really like conflict. I like working together with people in a harmonious way. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Oh, intellection that I, I don't mind being alone and just being my thoughts yeah. and like thinking about things and I like thinking deeply, mm-hmm. which again, like yes and no, like I, yeah. like yes, I identify it with it and like obviously it's true of me, but I don't necessarily like think of myself as being like super smart and like I love just like thinking about things. Yeah. But I do, you know, I don't mind being alone. Like I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously incorporating all of those strengths into your elevator pitch, into how you're how you sell yourself. Um, and kind of focusing more on your strengths as opposed to like trying to fix your weaknesses and just kind of like like, okay, I'm not good at this, that's fine. And just like leaning into what you are good at. Mm-hmm. Because in the U.S., our culture is very, like, trying to fix your mistakes. Yeah. And it's, like, um, and they were showing, like, a study that was, like, you know, if you're not good at something, you're not good at something. And you can, like, I think it was, like, people who read quickly. So they did a study about, like, giving people who have, like, an average reading speed of a course on speed reading and then giving people who already have an above average reading speed a course on speed reading and they increased their speed like 800 times more or something. So basically saying like if you're already kind of naturally talented at something, if you invest more time and just kind of lean into your natural strengths, you'll get more out of that as yeah. opposed to like trying to make yourself good at something that you're just not naturally good at. Yeah. Um, so we talked about that and I feel like that was like a really big takeaway 
Um, and then social media, um, which for me, I've kind of been like thinking about that because now that I'm like, I, I started a YouTube channel and then I stopped because it was just taking too much time to edit and I just can't put that much time into it. But I've always been interested in like sharing stuff. Yeah. Obviously we have this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've, I've kind of been interested in that lately about like how you present yourself online and then how that kind of intersects with like your career and how you know because people google you online and yeah if, if my podcast where I'm like talking about my sex life and my dating life comes up when you google my name like how's that gonna affect my career prospects you know um but I also think it's really important to be authentic to yourself and I want to talk about mental health and I want to talk about whatever because it's authentic to me and I'm passionate about it and I want to share so I'm just kind of been thinking about that a lot but that wasn't really what the focus was on it wasn't like you know be careful what you share online yeah you know obviously but it was more like you know across Twitter Instagram Facebook LinkedIn your website your podcast whatever like across all of these different platforms you know how are you presenting yourself because you're probably presenting yourself very differently at least I am like I have my LinkedIn is very different from my TikTok account is very different yeah. from my website and just kind of thinking more about how to like integrate that all and you know maybe link to each other so yeah. that people can get like a more complete picture of yourself and how you're presenting yourself and your personal brand and like your elevator pitch and like all of that stuff that we talked about and then like how that shows up on your social media and, and on your website and, and, you know, however else the employer is going to learn about you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so. also, where do you, like, draw the line or with, like, being authentic to yourself but yeah. also presenting yourself in a way that's, like, well-received and, like, yeah. professional? Yeah. Because, like, how do you present yourself as, like, professional and, like, you're true self could be very different and I don't think that's like yeah like is that a good thing or like to be like adaptable in that sense yeah or like I mean no because you're kind of like changing yourself yeah like it, it kind of depends but I you know I think you're still you you're just like professional you yeah um but sure. I, I I actually like kind of wanted to like research that like I ended up choosing a different topic but I was thinking about, you know, like, tattoos, like, for a long time were viewed as being really unprofessional. Yeah. Or, um, for instance, black women and their hair. Their hair, yeah. Yeah, and, like, having to, like, relax your hair um, and certain hairstyles, like, braids or afros not being viewed as being professional, um, I think is really interesting. And, like, the intersection of your identity with your professionalism and, you know, having to kind of compromise certain aspects in order to be more marketable and like uh, what was yeah. the word that you used like oh like well received. received yeah yeah um so I think that's really interesting and I, I was talking to one of the career counselors about it and I, I'm hoping to have her on my podcast so that she can kind of talk about that more too um but yeah like I think that's really interesting and it's an issue that I'm kind of running into here where it's like you know because because they were saying there's you you'd like to think that there's like your personal life and your professional life but increasingly 
you know, with the digital world, like, and, and your Facebook profile coming up when an employer searches for you, like that line is getting kind of blurred. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like you're, you're still you. I think like, like me when I'm at work, I think I'm still being authentic, like, cause that's really important to me is to mm-hmm. feel comfortable and feel like I'm able to be myself, but I'm just, you know, being the professional version of me and I'm talking about work instead of like yeah other things going on um but yeah like I, I think it's really interesting and like you know like me personally um I have these very strong ideas about like what I want my work environment to be like and that's kind of why I, I like to start my own like things that I have going on and why I eventually want to start my own company is because I want my employees to feel comfortable being themselves. And I don't care if you have a tattoo and I don't care if you're, you know, whatever. I don't care what you do in your free time as long as you can show up and do the work that I'm paying you to do. Yeah. And unfortunately for a lot of people, you know, you encounter all these different forms of like discrimination that have nothing to do with your ability to do your work yeah that affect your employability and like you know I I don't think it should be that way yeah <laughs> and that's not how I would run my company um but you know there's there's arguments to be made for and against it and like you know maybe your clients you know, maybe I the CEO like don't care but maybe the yeah. clients don't want it like and and there's certain things that I wouldn't want my employees to do either like I wouldn't hire somebody who's like a Nazi <laughs> like yeah like I wouldn't hire certain people too and and then it's like okay well so so people with tattoos have a right to be hired but you're discriminating against me for my political beliefs and it's like you know like yeah it's like a it, it's, thing, it gets messy yeah yeah um so I think it's you know it's interesting. Like we can we can yeah. dig into that more. Mm-hmm. Um, I okay. feel like okay. I feel like this is something that I do where I kind of can't make my mind up about something because I yeah. I can kind of like go back and forth and like this well but also that and I yeah. feel like that's what would make me a good lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> like I can kind of I'm like See both ways. I'm like I would run my company this way. But I also understand why you would run it this way. Why why other people yeah. run it another way? Because you know the clients also maybe a client doesn't want me to like give my employees like a time off or whatever. We because were t- talking about that like too like at dinner like the whole like um, Will Smith Chris Rock thing. Oh God. Yeah. But that's a whole different discussion. That's um, a whole different thing. I need to go make sure I the laundry. One more, <laughs> one more break to go grab my stuff from the dryer, and I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. okay. So what I was saying was um, we were talking about how, like, on certain issues, we can, like, it's gray. That's, yeah, okay. like the gray yeah. area. That's what I'm learning about life is life is gray. Yeah. Things are complex. Things are multifaceted. It's not always just black and white. Yeah. Life is gray. Yeah, which is what I was talking about. <laughs> if you did not see the Oscars last night. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I'm so over this. Like, Twitter is blowing up about it. Instagram is blowing I'm like, I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> okay, so basically... 
all of the jokes at the Oscars yesterday were not good. Yeah. Like, they were, I don't know, it was, like, dumb humor. Yeah. Like, um, so the hosts were Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and, um, there was another girl, but I forgot her name. Um. I didn't watch it, so I don't know. And they were basically just making a bunch of, like, sexual jokes, like, um, talking about, like, Timothy Chalamet, Jason Momoa, Bradley Cooper, um, Andrew Garfield, like, who just, are very fine. Yes, but like Wanda Sykes is not um she's not a young gal anymore, <laughs> you know? She is a grown woman. Timothy Chalamet is not grown. Yeah. Like well, I mean, he's he's not a minor. But yeah, but some of the jokes were very sexual. Very sexual, kind of weird and like um like wait was she though i thought amy schumer i didn't watch it i just know this from like twitter yeah but i thought amy schumer was the one who like said the thing it was all of them oh and then like one of them like giving um one of the guys like a pat down oh. and like if the roles were reversed like that would have been really bad yeah and basically i don't know all of the jokes like were very obviously scripted and like yeah not well written because i just thought they were like dumb like yeah i don't know the whole vibes of the oscars were bad and basically i don't know if it was chris rock chris rock's like joke or like people thought like it might have been a bit between him and um will will smith but um basically chris rock just like made a joke about how will smith's wife does not have hair which she has alopecia, and he got relief. Well, he was, like, laughing about the joke, like, initially, and then he saw, like, uh, Jada Smith, like, um, how she was, like, upset, which she just, like, rolled her eyes really hard. Or maybe he was, like, laughing in, like, a, like, I can't believe you just said that kind of way. Yeah. I don't know. But he went on stage, smacked the shit out of him. <laughs> And then went back and, like, sat down in his seat and then was, like, screaming at him. Yeah, he said, get like, my wife's get my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Yeah. And was, like, screaming that. And, and now, people didn't know if it was a joke. And everyone, the internet, like, blew up over it. Yeah. And we were talking about how, like, if it wasn't a bit, I could see how, like, Yes, like, this is, like, a medical condition she's had to deal with, and, like, maybe she's already heard, like, a lot about it, and it's getting old, and, like, he just got mad, and, like, yeah, you know? Because, like, there's been various points in my life, too. Like, my sister has cerebral palsy. She's in a wheelchair. Like, there's been a lot of things that people have said, like, towards her or about her that have made me want to smack the shit out of them. Yeah. And honestly, some of them deserve it. Yeah. But, like... You also never hit You somebody. still, like, violence doesn't solve anything. Yeah. And also, like, when you're a public figure, like, yeah. you don't really get, like, you shouldn't be able to do that without re- repercussions. Well, they're looking into it. Like, I don't know if anything's going to happen. Yeah. But. But, like, the point of the story, like, because, like, yes, I could see, like, why Will Smith might have thought that, that was justified. Yeah. And. But, like, I could also see, like, from Chris Rock's side, like, it's just a joke. And, like, there were many, many people that were made fun of that were at the Oscars. That was basically the whole thing. Yeah. 
we're like the punchlines were just like making fun of people and like yeah plenty of those people could have gone up and done the same thing and like didn't so I was like it's really hard to like take sides because it's not really good either way yeah I just I'm I don't want to hear about it yeah <laughs> like everybody's been talking about it yeah, even I'm at like, Trader Joe's when we went in today, they were talking about it. Like I'm the, like with the workers. Yeah, I'm like okay. Like there, there are lots of other things happening. Yeah, and yes, you know we need to talk about it, but we have like we yeah. have talked about it. Yeah, I don't need your two cents and your two cents. Like like we've talked about it. I think we've said everything that can be said about yes. this subject. Like yeah. Okay, like, I, Loki, I can see the angle that this was, like, a publicity stunt. Yeah. And that Because, like, now everyone's talking about it. Everybody is talking about it. So, I don't know. It's hard to tell. They're literally actors, so. Yeah. Oh, I saw a tweet that was really funny where it was, like, um, I looked it up and this was indeed scripted because the man who did it is a professional actor. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Um, today was the first day of spring quarter. spring quarter. Yes. What classes are you taking? Yeah, so I have about five, six-ish classes left that I need to do to be done with my major when do you find out about anything i'm supposed to find out at the latest the end of the second week of spring quarter so um which is her minor yes which is the minor i'm trying to get into because i don't want to be done at the end of my second year of college (laughs) um so i'm taking um my psych lab so psychology 101 general psych lab um and i'm taking psychology 133s which is psychology and education wait what's a psych lab like what do you do i honestly is it like mice i don't know (laughs) okay like honestly i have like i haven't really talked to any about anyone that's done it like what the experience is really like i haven't gotten the syllabus for it okay that's what i was gonna ask well, um, let me know. So I don't really know what to expect, but it's three and a half hours long. I feel like it's nice. So <laughs> I feel like you're gonna. Mess. I guess we'll find out. Maybe there's some mice involved. We'll see. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, psych lab. Um, psychology and education, which I'm taking with my big Natalie. Woohoo! And <laughs> that's my other. Oh, psychology 120B, which is sensation and perception. But yeah, lots of learning about learning and learning about like only three classes. Yep, I'm taking it easy this quarter because I did four classes last quarter. Yeah, and four classes in spring and four classes in winter last year. And the quarter is only ten weeks long and it goes by very fast, so quickly. Yeah. So then I'm taking possibly four classes next. I mean. Oh, wait, it's spring quarter. So yeah, you're taking summer classes. I'm taking two classes in the summer. I haven't 100% decided on what those two are going to be. Yeah. And then I have four classes in fall, and then I'm done. With psych. your major. With my major. I could Hopefully never minor. do psych. I don't understand why it's so popular. Or maybe It's very broad, which maybe, is why yeah. I think it's popular. Maybe because like have an unusual mind. Because, <laughs> like, a guy who's also in my major is doing psych but he has a specialization in computing 
and he's going to law school. And I want to go to grad school to be like a adolescent therapist. So psychology is very broad in very different ways. Yeah. I just, and like, when I say that, I'm not at all like putting anybody down. I'm yeah. just saying I could never do it. Yeah. And my big Natalie that I was like talking about, um, she's psychology and sociology and she's going into marketing. And Denise is psychobio. Denise is psychobio. She's Mary, going to med school. Mary's Mary psych. is psych. And I think she wants to go into marketing too. I don't know. Maybe. But we, I'm like, not sure. It's a very popular major. Yeah. Um, and Julie is psych and calm and she's going into marketing. Wait, she's psych? Mm-hmm. Psych and calm double major. Oh, I knew she was comms, but I always forgot what the other one was. Katie is psych and uh, um, poli sci. And she yeah. wants to go to law school. Katie wants to go to law school. I didn't I know that. So. Um, and yeah. Zoe also wants to go to law school. And Hannah also wants to go to law school. Okay, Zoe is like, obviously. Because Zoe's mm. a speech and debate. Mm-hmm. Alum. Um, yeah. Alum? Is that alum. the right word? Alum. <laughs> um, yeah, she's a very popular veteran. Not only at our school, but also in our sorority. But anyways, yeah, psych is very popular. It's a very, not easy major, but, like, a lot of things, like, transfer. I just, I took a psychology class in high school, mm-hmm. and I don't get it. And I actually, I'm very interested in psychological anthropology, mm-hmm. um, but only because, I think the anthro part of it, I love anthro, so the anthro part makes that a little bit more, like, palatable for me. Yeah. And then also, I feel like my professor and my TA were really good at making it accessible, because I just, my brain just does not work that way. (laughs) I feel like it's very, oh, sorry. It's very, like, (laughs) open to interpretation, like, a lot of the, it's kind of like. I just don't get it. My, my brain just doesn't get it. And, like, I have been in therapy for the past, like, five years, and I'm currently seeing a psychologist. And so I'm not, like, unfamiliar with it. I just cannot do psych. Like, my brain just doesn't work that way. Um, so this quarter, I am taking Conquest and Colonialism, which I just had today, and I'm really, really excited because my professor seems super cool and it's in an area that I'm like unfamiliar with. So my professor did most of his field work in Southeast Asia and like the Philippines specifically. Um, So we're learning about colonialism in Southeast Asia and like how that affected the cultures there and how Mm -hmm. they kind of responded to colonialism, which is really interesting. Um, And I don't know like, anything about Southeast Asia so I'm really excited for that and the class like the reason that I signed up for it is because he had really excellent ratings on Bruin Walk and he basically his approach to grading the class is like that he wants you to use all the exams and like all the assessment methods to study so he was saying like they're study tools not assessment tools so he said that he puts the page number in the question oh. for the exam because he wants you to like look it up and read it and like think about it. So and he was like, if you don't get an A plus in this class, like 
there's something wrong because yeah. it should be very, very easy for you to get an A plus. Because he literally puts, you know, like it's, yeah. it's open note, it's collaborative. Like it, he's not assessing you; he just wants you to like look at it and think about it and like that's good. I like that. study the material. Um, so that was why I took it. But he also like it's anthropology. I'm interested in anthro. I'm interested in colonialism. It's a yeah. It's very like I like hearing yeah. about like all the stuff that you're like learning about because it's like you nothing that I've ever <laughs> or do a minor or just take like one class I love anthro I love 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 anthro um, I mean you rave about it all the time and Jason really likes it and Jason wants to be a doctor so she's doing like bio and anthro and yeah. she's doing like um yeah so there's like there's a BA things. in anthro which is what I'm doing and then there's a BS which oh. if you've seen Bones or you've heard about like forensic anthropologists, that's more that vibe. So that's what she's doing. Um, Anthro is so broad because it's, it's people. Yeah. <laughs> so like psych, it's it's very broad, but it's a much smaller major. I think maybe that could be my my uh, plan B if I don't get into ADP. Yeah, I love Anthro. I highly... Maybe I could take one over the summer if I don't get into ADP and then yeah, I will say highly highly recommend it. Um, there's like four-ish subsections. There's like linguistics and um, archaeology, which is like Indiana Jones. Like mm-hmm. that's what most people think anthro is. Yeah, you know, like just in general, like people who don't really know about it. Um, and then there's like cultural, sociocultural, and biological. So I like the cultural side of it. Yeah, other people like other areas of it. But yeah. I'm, and then I'm specifically interested in like psychological and like medical anthropology too which is like kind of cultural and it's it's really interesting and it, it just like answers a lot of my questions about like life and like why yeah. people are the way they are why is the it kind of like is the way it is not similar to um so what am i thinking of uh it's similar to not sociology psych, uh, oh philosophy oh philosophy no it's completely different <laughs> just like I took one philosophy class and it was like everything is just like open to interpretation and like thinking about how everyone thinks. I hate philosophy. I took one philosophy class in the GE. Philosophy 22. I I took one too. And I loved it. I took one. But because everything is like open to interpretation, like when I would get docked on like essays, I would be like pressed. I'd be like, this is why I thought this. And, like, this is the point of the whole, Well, like, you could probably class. argue that to your TA. Yeah. Did you? Sometimes I would, but sometimes I was, like... Because may- maybe they docked you because you just didn't argue your point well enough. Like, it wasn't yeah. for your stance. It was how you yeah. argued. But that's why I think I, w- I knew I wanted to go into humanities. is because, yeah. like, I like, like, math, how there's, like, one correct answer. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But I also, like... I feel like you learn more when, like, you, like, argue your case or you learn about, like, why, like... Like, the nuances. Like, people, like, go down this thought process to come to this yeah. answer. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I cannot do... Like, I, I could do uh, psych more than I could do philosophy because it's mm-hmm. that's just not how my brain works. I'm trying yeah. to, like, read up on it a little bit. Because, like, a lot of our... Sorry, I interrupted you. I'm not okay. so bad at it. No, that's, that's the whole point of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, because, like, 
half of our sections would just be talking about like what stance you are on like a, an issue yeah like those problems that are like oh there's a train coming down the track and if you like yeah there's if you don't do anything it's gonna kill one person but if you the trolley problem yeah like stuff like that and it's like I don't know I, or talking about how like would you rather shoot an animal or shoot a human and then it's like everyone would be like well shoot an animal and then we're like how can you argue that yeah. An animal's life is less valuable than a human. Like, I cannot do philosophy. No philosophy for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think Anthro's very different to that. Okay. Um, I I like Anthro because it answers my kind of like existential questions. Okay. Which you know might be similar to why someone else might like philosophy. Yeah. But for me, like, say it's closer to like sociology then yes I think yeah. Amphair and social are like more similar and like as disciplines they're more similar mm-hmm. um because I took a sociology class in high school and I really liked it too like learning yeah. about how people act in groups yeah and like how they affect each other with like how yeah you know. yeah so that's a commonly asked question um anthro is different from social in that social is more like groups and societies yeah and anthro is more about like the culture itself and people like Mm. like individual people but also like the culture like not necessarily the society and like you know like I don't know that much about social because obviously I don't study it but from what I've heard it's more about like for example like social problems and like crime and deviance and like you know like like things that like patterns across human society Yeah, we um, learned about deviance and we watched um, yeah. Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio yeah. in my high school sociology class. I love that class. And we got yeah. to do, like, a sociological experiment. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if you've, have you ever heard of the marshmallow test? Yeah. Where you're, yeah, I recreated that with, like, different age groups. Yeah. And, like, just seeing, like, how, like, it's different, like, how like, they talk amongst each other and how, like, second graders are much more communicative. Like than Wait, they do this as a group? I thought it was an individual thing. I did both. Because, oh. like, I manipulated, like, like different variables. Like, the room that they did it in. Like, how much time I would wait before I would, like, go back in. Like, if they were... Like, I could not. Like See, that. that's why I don't. <laughs> I loved it. I that's, thought it was so yeah, much fun. That's like, not my vibe. So you would, like, conduct the experiment, interpret your results, and then, like, present them to class. Yeah. I think Anthro is not like that. Anthro is a lot more, like... Like, a very typical thing that anthropologists will do is, like, travel somewhere and just become, like, immersed in the culture and, like, learn about the culture. Mm-hmm. And then now it's becoming, like, even more popular to just focus on one individual. Yeah. Um, and just get to know that person really, really well. So it, yeah. it's not an experiment where you're just controlling certain variables and, and trying to understand this, like, very, very small thing yeah um it's it's kind of the opposite where it's about understanding like all the factors and how all of those factors yeah and how all of that has like resulted in this one I also feel like they're kind of like I mean at least like second social I feel like they're kind of like intertwined because like who a person is as an individual will affect like how they are like in a group yeah and like stuff like that but yeah yeah maybe anthro will be 
So I'm taking conquest and colonialism, and then I'm taking evolutionary medicine, which also had really good reviews, and I'm excited to see what that's like. Um, And then I'm taking language development and socialization, which I don't like linguistics. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, like, again, anthro makes all of these things more palatable to me. Like, taking an anthropological perspective on psych or taking an anthropological perspective on linguistics helps me to, like, to like it, it more. Yeah. Um, but I still am just not a huge linguistics person. I t- yeah. I've taken um, one just, like, general linguistics class for general ed, and then I took one lower division anthro-linguistics course, and then this is my upper division anthro-linguistics course. Mm-hmm. And I don't like linguistics because I feel like, at least, you know, in my experience, like, I don't want to overgeneralize, but in my experience, um, it feels like it's a lot more, like, pedantic and just kind of focusing on, like, the syntax and the grammar and kind of, like, yeah. the rules of everything yeah, as opposed to, like, the, the like, effects and, like, how we use language and, and like... I like talking about that side, which is kind of, like, the more anthropological side of it and not, mm-hmm. like, where do words come from and, like, yeah. how do we construct sentences? And it just, uh, like, it just got way too technical and, like, yeah. way too, like, zoomed in on, like, how do we construct individual sentences and not, like, zoomed out about, like, how do we use language in yeah. our society, which is the more anthro side and what I'm more interested in. Yeah. So hopefully if it's, like, more focused on that, I haven't had this class yet, so we'll see. But if it's more like that, which it kind of sounds like it is, like, language development and socialization, like, um, like I think that's more interesting. Like, I, I've encountered, like, AAVE, I think is the um, acronym, which is African American Vernacular English. Oh. Um, and, and, you know, how it actually follows like grammar rules and there are very like specific rules and there's kind of this perception of black people who use this dialect that they like aren't as smart or because you know they they do things that are like not technically correct in English yeah um and obviously there's like racism and like reasons that there's this like perception in society but if you actually look at the technical details of it, it does actually follow a system and it does make sense. And it is like a correct and valid dialect. Like, that's what I think is interesting. I don't want to look at like the differences between like AAVE versus like technically like written correct English. Yeah. I don't want to look at that. That's boring. Those are like details. That's too pedantic. Like, I don't care about that. But I... But, you know, our whole, like, societal narrative around that, I think, is interesting. Like, how do we view people who use AAV? How do we view people who use more, like, technical, like, written or, like, British or, like, whatever, like, proper, like, legal? Like, you know, we view those people as being, like, smarter. And we view people who use AAV, like, Black people as, like, not as smart. Like, that's interesting to me. Yeah. Um. So we'll see how that class is. And then I'm also doing individual studies in psychological anthropology under one of my professors. Oh, yeah. And I'm reading a book. And 
I'm going to <laughs> dig into it and like research and do that on my own. So I'm interested to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, and that is what I'm doing this quarter. Yay! Yay! Sounds like a lot of fun. And I'm really nervous that I'm graduating. I don't like that. <laughs> Literally, like suddenly <laughs> her dars is messed up and she has to stay in the decor. All of Kansas's friends are seniors. Well, okay, she has other friends, but like all her good friends that she spends most of her time with are seniors. Are <laughs> um, and I'm gonna cry. <laughs> um, okay, I also have written down as something to talk about Mia's dating life. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, where did we leave off with the last one? I think... I don't remember. Ben had just, like, told me that... Oh, I felt really bad, actually. I was, like, look, looking back at the old episodes. I felt bad that I, like, read out his text messages and that I put his name in. I feel like I could have, like... Yeah, it's fine. ...been a little more discreet about that. Um, why did Ben just text me? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I thought I thought it was like something bad. I thought she was gonna be like noise complaint or something. Um yeah. I think okay, where I am in my dating life, I think I had a boyfriend. I was really happy with him. I liked being in a relationship. I still would prefer to be in a relationship. Um and then, you know, I kind of dated around a little bit. I had a situation ship for a while and it was fine. Like I was content with that. Um, and then now, you know, I've been on a few dates and just kind of found that there's like something that like wasn't quite right with each person. Yeah. Um, but I'm still trying. I'm still putting myself out there. And, you know, I kind of came to the conclusion that I needed to like not settle and like. Yeah put myself first and, and be really clear about what I wanted. And if, if this person isn't what I want, then don't pursue it further. Even if it, even if it feels good to have like male validation and like, yeah. it feels good to like have somebody like it's, it's better to have nobody than somebody who isn't what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, and then now I think the next step in that journey is that I think, I'm more okay with things kind of taking time because like what are, how many people actually find the right person for them by 22 like yeah not not very many people mm -hmm. um and sometimes you know you meet somebody you have kids or whatever and then you end up going your separate ways later on like I don't it, it feels like it right now like it, it feels like it would be really nice to just like have something and hopefully yeah. have somebody that I like see myself spending a long time with and that I like vibe really well with but it's okay if things take a while I've got a long time ahead of me I'm going to grad school like yeah I've got things to do places yeah. to be like and you know I'll, I'll keep putting myself out there in the meantime but it's mm -hmm. like it's okay if things take a while. It'll come to you. It'll, yeah. Like, I have no doubt, or maybe I have a little bit of doubt, <laughs> but, you know, I don't, I don't think there's, like, no hope for my future. Like, I think eventually, if I have my priorities in the right place and I, like, take steps toward my goal, I will eventually find the right person, and I don't, okay, I don't believe in the whole, like, 
everything happens for a reason and like what's meant to be will be because I don't I don't believe in that like I, I think the world just kind of happens and things yeah. happen and we as humans want things to have a reason and we want there to be but not everything has a reason but yeah I think things just kind of happen yeah but if I put myself out there and I meet people and I you know commit to the right person and I take the opportunities that come my way I think I will be able to have what I want in the future and I will be able to like have a good relationship and get married and have kids and be happy in my personal life so I don't need to rush things right now and it's better to like let it come naturally and then to like try and force something that's not there yeah because that just like never ends well yeah but we, like, don't, we don't need to be in a rush. Yeah, exactly. Things My parents were together for nine years. When did they meet? Um, in high school? Middle school. Middle school? I think. And then my dad just kept, like, calling my mom's house until she agreed to go on a date with him. Yeah. And then they, like, went out and then they were together for nine years, broke up when I was in elementary school, and then they tried to get back together. Yeah. And they were like, oh, like we have to do it for like the kids like yeah you know but like and then they were like this is not working like yeah. you can't force it to work because yeah. it just won't because they yeah we're constantly fighting and like my parents too yeah. so it's just better to like be like hey this isn't working like and yeah. learn about that in like um intimate relationships too yeah like if the relationship is bad like you're not gonna get that same like happiness of having a family that you think the child wants yeah if that's not what's happening so yeah you can't force it and like it's better to have two happy households than than one unhappy unhappy one yeah Yeah. exactly like if if that's what's best for your family like it's hard but like that's it just kind of has to be that way I feel like yeah and like you know sometimes that happens and sometimes you meet people and then things just don't work out but yeah yeah, I think that's like my latest epiphany Mm -hmm. (laughs) in terms of dating is like I don't chase I attract exactly like I don't I don't need things to happen right away I was having this deliberation too of like do I like go on dating apps and like find someone and then like pursue that or do I just like wait for something to happen organically like but wait also, for something to like fall in my lap or like how like am I gonna be like wasting time if I don't like get on it now but like yeah. there's no rush but like, you have to have like the right the approach that matches what you're looking for yeah. like if you're looking and you don't put yourself out there and you don't like you know if if you you can download dating apps and like be looking for something or you can like not download them and make that choice but still like in you know be like social and be friendly and and be open to things happening because yeah. if you're like I'm looking and then you just like shut yourself off from any opportunities to meet anybody then it's like you're just kind of defeating your own yeah mission like yeah you know like you're you're not helping yourself by closing yourself off to any like opportunities to get what you want yeah so just make sure that it like matches yeah basically but yeah there's no like right way yeah exactly yeah so just have to choose what's best for you yeah okay I had like a whole 
topic, but we literally have been talking for so long <laughs> that we don't even need it. So we can continue on the next episode. I always have topics that I want to cover, but then we just spend the whole time talking about like our lives, which but yeah, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. But it's like I wanted to talk about like a specific topic and we can we talk just, about it next we time. just never well we're gonna have more stuff to talk about like more things are gonna happen in our personal lives it'll yeah. be fine yeah it's fine it'll be fine um i hope you somehow got something out of us blabbing forever yeah <laughs> i hope you somehow walk away from this <laughs> with like a little bit key takeaways more. be willing to put yourself out there yeah in relationships Work, professional, yeah, school, everything. everything. Like, yeah, don't even, settle. Even if you're an introvert, it's worth it. And, yes, and just kind of lean into what you are interested in. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's saying you have to like force yourself to do things that you yeah. don't like doing, but just lean into what you are interested yeah. in. Don't force things. Yeah, like it's jobs, not working, relationships, etc. If it's not working, it's not working. Like, and just. Be the bad bitch. Talk about things. Communicate. I'm yes. So big on that. Yes. Yes. But yeah. Um. Leave a voice memo. <laughs> yeah. So if you have something specific you want us to talk about, please let us yeah, know. Click on all the links in the description. There's lots of stuff. I think there's like a feedback form. You can like leave a voice message if you have any questions or like things that you want to say to us. Did you link like our LinkedIn's? No, I didn't. Do you want to do that? Yeah, sure. Then they can like see like our experiences and like ask questions if they want. Okay, mm, that's scary to me. I don't want people stalking me, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's you know that's part of it. Um. Well, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next time. Soon. No promises about next week, but we will do our best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.